0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about aliens in New England. That's correct, aliens in New England. Now, this story comes to us from newengland.com, written by Joe Bills. The title says, Aliens in New England, a Timeline of UFO Sightings and Unusual Encounters. He starts off here, he says, History of New England UFO Sightings and Unusual Encounters, First Reported Sighting 1639. The first documented UFO sighting in America dates back to 1639, when Massachusetts Bay Colony co-founder and governor John Winthrop recorded a second-hand observation of unidentified objects in the sky over Boston. In his diary entry of March 1st that year, Winthrop wrote that a sober, discreet man named James Everall was rowing a boat up the muddy river at night when he saw a great light in the sky. Winthrop reports that when it stood still, it flamed up, and was about three yards square when it ran. It was con- it was contracted into the figure of a swine. It ran as swift as an arrow toward Charlton, or Charlestown, and so up and down about two or three hours. By the time the light moved away, Everell and his boatmates had been delivered one mile upstream, although they had no memory of how. So, not only do we have the first recorded UFO sighting a multiple person UFO sighting in 1639. We also have missing time reported, which means we have a possible abduction. Now think about this. These guys were rowing upstream, it took them about a mile. So I'm gonna figure that must be at least a half hour. Okay. And you have to put this in context. This is in you know a early colonial period of the United States. Uh, in that time frame, you wouldn't have reported one of these things unless you were absolutely certain you saw something. I mean, we're talking about the same era that people were being burned at the stake because they thought they might be witches, all right? Cynthia Everett, 1808. Cynthia Everett, a 24-year-old Massachusetts woman working as a school teacher in Camden, Maine, in 1808, recorded in her diary... A somewhat similar account, her entry on July 22nd reads, At about 10 o'clock I saw a very strange appearance. It was a light which proceeded from the east. At the first sight I thought it was a meteor, but from its motion I soon perceived it was not. It seemed to dart at first as quickly as a light, and appeared to be in the atmosphere, but lowered toward the ground, and kept on at an equal distance, sometimes ascending and sometimes descending. Sounds like a classic globe darting around the sky. This is clear back in 1808, over 200 years ago. This one's from East Mountain Radar Base. that says 1961. During the Cold War, the U.S. Air Force maintained a radar base on Vermont's 3,438-foot East Mountain, named the North Concord Air Force Station. This remote facility started operating in 1956. At the height of its operations, about 175 men worked at the station. They lived in a little Quonset hut village, complete with store, bowling alley, and theater about a mile down the mountain. In 1961, according to military reports, a strange object appeared in the skies above East Mountain and remained visible for 18 minutes. Given that the events involving Barney and Berry Hill happened just a short time earlier, some assert that this was the same UFO. The base closed in 1963 and now sits abandoned. Well, this is a, a mass sighting at a Air Force radar base installation. 18 minutes this thing is observed, but it seems as though the observation... And the record of that observation, other than just giving us a cursory explanation, just kind of falls by the website, falls by the wayside. I mean, you have to wonder, why was there more investigation done? Or was there more investigation done, and we just weren't told about it? Now, this is Barney and Betty Hill. Of course, this is a very famous sighting where uh, these two, uh, husband and wife, uh, reported being abducted abducted, uh, onto a UFO after they went through hypnosis. And it really kind of opened up. Uh, a conversation about alien abductions. It says the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the United States was that of Betty and Barney Hill, the Portsmouth, New Hampshire couple. The Portsmouth, New Hampshire couple claimed to have been taken by extraterrestrials terrestrials near Franconia Notch on the night of September 19, 1961. According to their account, the Hill saw a bright light in the sky while driving home at about 10:30 p.m. Betty thought at first it was a shooting star, but then it changed directions and moved upward. They stopped the car for a closer look, and through binoculars, they saw an odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights. As they drove away, the craft, which they estimate was at least 40 feet long, followed them, eventually descending so low over the 1957 Chevy that they stopped the car. Again, using binoculars, Barney saw humanoid figures in black uniforms through the ship's windows. The hills drove away at high speed. They heard some buzzing and beeping sounds, experienced a tingling sensation, and blacked out. When they regained consciousness, they had traveled nearly 35 miles south, although they didn't recall the journey. Later, under hypnosis, the hills described being taken onto the ship where they were separated and examined. Their story was adapted by journalist John J. Fuller into the best-selling 1966 book The Interrupted Journey and the 1975 television movie The UFO Incident. Now, as I recall, that whole uh, abduction of the Hills was reported as a fairly traumatic incident where these people are taken aboard this craft uh, against their will, it sounds like, and had these procedures uh, done on them. It almost seems like when... Uh, Betty and Barney stopped that car and got the binoculars out, it was almost like it was an invitation for, for these entities to just take them up as the first available specimen. That's what it looks like, at least. Now, this is from the Exeter Incident, 1965. It says, on September 3rd, 1965, one of the most famous UFO events of all time occurred in Exeter, New Hampshire. As with the Hill Incident... This also turned into a 1966 bestseller by John G. Fuller called Incident at Exeter, at Exeter. Fuller reports that a police patrolling route that a policeman patrolling route 101 just after midnight stopped to check on a woman parked beside the road. The breathless woman claimed that a flying object with red flashing lights had been chasing her. A few hours later, an 18-year-old man arrived at the Exeter police station and claimed that while hitchhiking along Route 150, He'd seen a line of five bright lights over a house about 100 feet from where he stood. He said the lights moved out over a large field and disappeared, and reappeared behind the tree line several times. After driving to the site with a young man, the same police officer witnessed the lights, as did another officer who arrived a short time later. Over the weeks that followed, Authorities received about 60 reports of UFO sightings near Exeter. Debunkers have claimed that the described light patterns would match those on an Air Force KC-97 refueling plane, but officially the Exeter sightings remain a mystery. Well, maybe the debunkers could explain to us how a KC-97 re- refueling plane uh, stays suspended midair. For I don't know, a half hour, forty five minutes. That that would be nice if they if they could explain that. Then we're told about Harold Trudel nineteen sixty seven. At midday on June tenth, nineteen sixty seven, Harold Trudle pulled to the side of West Richmond Road near East Woodstock, Rhode Island. The twenty nine year old man reputedly had seen unidentified objects in the area before, and on this day he was determined to document them. So this looks to me like a a potential eyewitness going out with intent. <laughs> the 29-year-old man repeatedly had seen unidentified objects in the air before, and on this day he was determined to document them. According to his account, he didn't have to wait long as a metallic dome-shaped object soon approached. As a UFO hovered over the power lines, Triddle snapped pictures for about five minutes. He captured seven images, which would become some of the most iconic UFO photos of their day but which sure look a bit like hokey now. now you know, I kind of, the, the article's been going pretty good, but I really don't like it when they start to interject their opinions on this stuff, and they don't have a picture listed here, right away at least, of this fellow. Now, you know, you can say what you want to, but the guy said he saw them They've got the pictures, and until the pictures have been um, analyzed, and they can show us that they're not UFOs, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. It says, Allagash Abductions, 1976. In August 1976, according to their own accounts, four Massachusetts college students went canoeing on Maine's Allagash Wilderness Waterway and saw an unidentified object in the sky. They described the sighting to a ranger the next day, but weren't taken seriously. It was suggested, in fact, that they had seen a searchlight that was being used to celebrate the grand opening of a hardware store in Millinocket. The students continued their trip and did not talk much about their encounter until years later when one of them, Jim Weiner, started having seizures. Weiner claimed to have had visions of humanoid beings levitating above his bed, poking him with needles. Under hypnosis, all four men described small gray aliens taking them aboard a spacecraft and performing medical examinations on them. The 1993 book, The Allagash Abductions, made momentary momentary media darlings out of the quartet who appeared on the Joan Rivers show and Unsolved Mysteries. In 2016, however, one of the men, Charles Rock, said that although the group really did see unidentified flying objects twice during their canoe trip, the rest of the story had been made up. His former friends dispute this. And this is a problem that we get into sometimes if we have these abductions, and then the only thing we have to fall back on is... Uh, recovered memories, recovered through hypnosis or whatever. Uh, it would be really uh, interesting to know if, if any of these fellows were ever examined for implants because so oftentimes it seems like these folks that have these alien abduction exper- experiments do end up with some sort of implant. Now this is a Newtown Lights 1987. On May 26, 1987, commercial airline pilot Randy Edding took a nighttime walk near his home. T- in Newton, Connecticut. He often studied the skies where he walked, trying to identify passing planes. At around 9.45, he observed some orange and red lights approaching from the west. He got his binoculars and called his neighbor to come outside. Edding said that as the UFO passed over Interstate 84, cars pulled over to watch. And indeed, between 9.30 and 10.15 p.m., more than 200 people phoned police to report a UFO. 200. That sounds like a legitimate mass sighting to me. The object displayed a semicircular pattern of very bright multicolored lights. Several drivers reported that their cars had lost power as the lights passed by. At about 15 minutes later, calls started coming in from New Milford, about 14 miles away, alerting authorities that the lights, reported by many to be connected to an object larger than a football field, were hovering there. The lights eventually vanished but the mystery remains. I think that's just fascinating. So you have this giant object appears to be traveling at about sixty miles an hour, hovering overhead, where people can clearly make it out, and they can make out the lights, which tells you that whatever it is, it's not flying; it's levitating. Okay, it's traveling sixty miles an hour approximately because it's going from one town to another town, fourteen miles away, it takes it about fifteen minutes to get there. I thought all these are really. Overall, a pretty well-written article, and it's nice that when people call in or they, re- they report these UFO sightings, it leaves a permanent record so that people can come back years later and they can compare the notes. And this is just, a, I think, a great example of crowdsourcing the data for the UFO phenomena. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. <music>